Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host GB, cheap plug. Before I introduce my guest for today, I'd like to welcome back my good friend Chris. Uh, you might know him on Twitter, on social media, these games. He's got a banging YouTube channel as well, produces awesome content. He's actually going to be my co-host um, for today because he's going to do me some wonders because a lot of today's talk is going to be about Coventry and them being in the playoffs and just our overall season and just them as a club. I'm not a massive Coventry fan, as you guys know. Arsenal, it is what it is. And I know someone's going to mention about us bottling it, but we'll get to that. <laughs> anyway, quickly, Chris, just before we get into it, how have you been in general? Yeah, really good, mate. Always a pleasure to join you. Um, excited to talk football because yeah. in our group chat, it's like talking to a fucking brick wall talking about Cov because you're all Premier League club support. Well, well, so I, Jack, but yeah. The way about Cov, and I don't even get replies. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to keep talking. You just care. keep posting like Ben Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, super Ben Wilson. He's obsessed. Um, let me introduce today's guest. So, he's appeared on Geordie Shaw, raising awareness of diabetes, co-host of Sky Blue's fan cast, and making a name for himself on the British wrestling scene. We're going to talk about it all over today. Please welcome Ryan Taylor. How are you doing today, mate? You all good? I'm very good. It's been it's been a stressful day, getting the seat, uh, getting the ticket for the playoff final. Yeah. Uh, playoff final, I'm jumping ahead of you. Playoff semis, <laughs> and then, uh, but we're going to be there. Uh, I had some drama on diabetic Twitter. You saw that, I think. Did see that. But I like your plan. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. But no, that's cool. So it's been a busy day, which is good. Let's talk about the football. So, as I've said already, Arsenal fan here. So I'm going to let Chris take over a little bit. But I want to find out both quickly, how did you feel when you made it to the playoff semifinals? Uh surprise and yeah i think surprise is the, is like cuz it, it it was it was very much in other teams hands for a lot of it um we just needed a point against Middlesbrough, which you know on one hand they already had their spot secured i think they they were fourth they couldn't go down to fifth they couldn't go up to third so they had literally nothing to play for just mm-hmm. um we assumed they were going to rest a lot of players and i think bar one player they went full strength against us on um, at the weekend. So that was on Monday. So that was a worry. Um, I went into it pretty confident when I saw their team sheet. I was a bit dejected. And then throughout the afternoon, man, it was just a mental afternoon. Like yeah. Sunderland ended up winning. Um, every, everything that could go against us went against us, apart from us fucking it up. Like we, we, we went 1-0 up, I think about not far into the game. I think it was only in like, I can't oh, remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, early. really early on. And then like they scored in the 48th minute, third minute of injury time. And then it was just proper squeaky bum time from then on out. Um, I paid more attention to the Millwall-Blackburn game because that was insane. And I just couldn't bear to listen to Cov anymore because I, I was just like, I was I was walking around the kitchen. I'd barred myself away from the kids and my wife. They were in the living room. Uh, when we scored, I went fucking insane and just started like checking the door and it scared the shit out of my two-year-old son um <laughs> yeah it was it was it's it's mad um from how our season started mm. all the problems we had at the start with with the pitch issues which i know i told you a lot about george um yeah 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 all the pitch issues of the rearrangements 
very nearly getting evicted from the stadium with Mike Ashley coming in and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's been... Oh, can you imagine that happened, by the way? Fucking hell. <laughs> and yeah, it's probably been our least dramatic season in, in a while because, you know, like, uh, winning the league during COVID, we won the league to play our final. Um, there's been all the drama off the pitch with the... Um, with all the court cases, the wasps, all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just been a constant thing for years and years. And now this feels like, you know, the reward for, for fans for putting up with it, basically. Yeah. No, I'm glad you yeah. have that reward. But with you, Brian, um, because you're actually currently queuing up to get a playoff ticket <laughs> at the time of recording, please let me know how you felt. And just overall, are you looking, do you think you can do it against Middlesbrough? Oh, yeah, I definitely think we can do it. And like, us winning that game wasn't good for my ego. I love being right. And, like, there's a thing going on the fan cast. Like, back in November, I was saying, we're going up, we're doing it. And, like, we, I think we just had a good spin of games. But then we had international break and we were god-awful after that. Like, went right down to low, middle. Like, I'm not probably 15-ish. And even then, they had some joke, which is now, it was the title of the episode of the day. I was like, because we started winning some games. And I was like, it never was off. And it just went all the way. And that was um yeah, it was good. It was good to get uh more nervous than ever. Like, I don't like getting too like I like all season it's been fun for me doing the fan cast. So I show up usually hungover, watch the game obviously the day before, but whatever I can remember, I think for a few one liners, bam, we go. Mm. And then but like, now it's like there's almost pressure on it, like I hate actually getting too emotionally invested. Like, my girlfriend now is like Covney to win and she's gonna be so moody, like <laughs> she knows when we played bad because of how I'm acting. <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's good. And let me know. I want to hear from you both. Um, how you became Coventry fans? I mean, if it's an easy answer, where oh, I lived there, but like, what made you continue your supporting them even during the bad times? Because I remember I I'm a bit older, and I was associated Coventry players more like um Dion Dublin, like Carlton Palmer, Gary McAllister. Yeah. I mean, even like Freddie Eastwood a little bit, just because I'm a South End. Um, <laughs> deep down, I've got soft spot <laughs> South Ends, and I love Freddie Eastwood. He's probably one probably my favourite South United player of all time. It's very hard to argue. Obviously, him scoring against Man United, there's fucking Ronaldo and Rooney on the pitch for fuck's sake. But enough about me. But I want to hear from you both. Like, what makes you passionate about Coventry? Oh man, um, like you say, yeah, it's a pretty easy answer of why we got into Cov, like born and bred in Cov. Um, mm-hmm. Family were all Cov fans. I didn't really, um, I didn't really know any any fans of other teams. Like I don't remember anybody at school being a Liverpool fan or United or anything. So I never had that um temptation. Like I yeah. didn't, I didn't really know much about those clubs. Um, what sort of time would that have been? That would have been about the mid mid nineties. 95, 96, 97 sort of time that I was properly, properly getting into Cov passionately. Like, had a season ticket as a kid. Mm. Um, went to every match at Highfield Road. Loved Highfield Road. I don't know. I don't know what it is that made me carry on. I think it's just, um, just, just loyalty. I think, um, you know, it, it, we were in the Premier League. We were a, a fairly, I don't know what, what the word is, but like, we, we were, we were a half decent team. Like, we, we never really had like, you would have thought we would have consistent relegation battles, and we we had the occasional ones, but we weren't we weren't always we weren't like a Southampton, yeah. You know these days, like we weren't constantly in the worry and going into the next season thinking, oh shit, it's going to be another relegation battle. We um, you know, we 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 could we'd beat your Chelsea's. I remember regularly beating teams like United. We could we used to be able to beat Liverpool. We 
we were sort of like um like a palace sort of like a floating around mid table to 15s um we had amazing entertaining players like Haji Chippo were two of my favorites growing up in that that era um we were always just like the plucky underdog a bit like with wrestling like you you know a lot of my favorite wrestlers are like the the plucky yeah underdog, like the RVD baby parties and yeah. yeah, like your Gargano's and guys like that, Daniel yeah. Bryan's. So, Cov Cov always a little bit like that. We could upset the big teams, but then we could go and get battered by fucking I don't know Huddersfield. So like we're just one of those teams. You never know what you're going to get with Cov, and I think that's that's part it's of still what that keeps me. Yeah, yeah, it's still that yeah, it day. is. Yeah, like look, like one defeat in the last seventeen games, like that's unheard of for Cov, and we've played mm. some big teams in that. But I think the loss. The the loss that came before that run of seventeen was four nil or four one at home to Stoke. Oh, I, I know that game very well. I had to commentate on it. It was brutal. It was horrible. We um, I got the opportunity to commentate for Cobb for BBC CWR, and it happened to be the game they got me to do was four <laughs> um four nil to Stoke. It was, and you've never had a game where you had less to say. Like I really <laughs> wanted to give a blast. Of I wanted my Aguero moment of commentary. Aguero, yeah. someone's just my jocker has to score. <laughs> Didn't get that. I didn't even get anywhere. I don't think I got a shot on target. It was horrible. Bet you wanted to swear yeah, so cold. bad as well, but you obviously couldn't oh, position. Oh, I did. That's did and that's even because BBC CWR blood this year. I think at the start when I first started doing stuff with them, it was they hated me because they actually got to use a bleeper for once. They've got to do this. They had to edit me out of the pocket. I'd go to home <laughs> thinking I've just played some absolute great one-liners. Now this is tip back. I'd be like, half my stuff's cut out, and they'd be like. You can't put that in, but now they've learned just to press the bleep, uh, keep it in, keep the good stuff in. Yeah, now and I've seen that in like your stories of um, the podcast that you do for commentary. It's kind of please for uh, fancast, and it's quite funny. Just if you just just amped up a little bit as you are right now with us, and just it's great though. It makes great content as well, and obviously that I think once mm -hmm. you watch the game, you just yeah, you know, your emotions are flying and buzzing everywhere. And I mean that. How did you end up getting that gig? It was it was so strange. So I, I love Lorna Bailey. She's the person who started it all. Um, mm -hmm. She basically last season got to do. They wanted they BBC made the decision that every club would have a local thing where they're going to cover more of the local football. Obviously, she got picked to do the Coventry one, and she would interview footballers. The problem with ex footballers one, they probably don't really care about Coventry anymore. They probably played for other sides that they probably don't support Coventry. They're not going to actually have an opinion. They're not very relatable to the fans, and I don't think he did well last season. Anyway, I met her in the summer because I'd started the Women's Football League and BBC CWR covered it, which was great. Started doing stuff and I just, I think it was one night I did a call-in on a radio show. We were speaking for ages by and I was probably drunk now, me. <laughs> uh, we had a good laugh and I must have mentioned I support Coventry. And these aren't my, my these weren't not my big years of supporting Coventry. My big years were 2010-ish or time. Kieran Westwood, Danny Fox, Scott Down. They were, they were my guys for... Coventry, the end of McSheffrey being there. So I'd sort of, I still loved them, but wasn't as big into it. Anyway, she calls me, she's like, Ryan, with podcast, and obviously you're a massive Coventry fan. Straight down, got my ticket for the season, we're, we're going, because <laughs> we're back into it. And it's it's brought so much, like, I don't know, like not only the good times just with like, her, but the, the whole podcast team, the people who mm. do the editing of it, we love them. Shiv behind the scenes, uh, all the other people that they have on there, all, we're all so different. Like, you have people on there who are very good at like, stats and that. You have some of the girls who play football themselves. You have me who's just hung over and got energy. And <laughs> like, I, that's it, it, it's such a good team. And it's like, 
so many good things. It's not only just the fan cast. Because of that, I got the chance to do like Sky Blue Sounds, which is mm. a, they put me on the radio live, which they knew was a big risk <laughs> because <laughs> BBC <laughs> Canada's live. Uh, I got to do that and get into commentator match. We were talking about how you got into football. My first game years ago went to Highfield Road, and it, I think it was it was past Steve Grisovich's time as goalkeeper. But he, my brother, told me that when we went. So like I only wanted one kit. I looked at all the kits and it was like an old Steve Griswich top that was going for like a fiver. And he was like, no, no, I'll get you this season's kit. He said, apparently I wanted the series. I'm going to have to Google this kit part. like after this interview. I'll, I'll do it in between. I really want to find it. It would be tidy. I was really young. But anyway, because of that, it meant so much more when we're doing the thing with BBC CWR. I didn't think we'd get to meet and Steve Griswich comes in. He's like, heard you're taking my job and like shakes our hands and stuff, <laughs> gives us all this advice. And it was a, it was a weird moment for me because it, it happened earlier in the year in wrestling. Um, Doug Williams comes to BW yeah. and me and Lance get to work with him. And it, it was a flashback to 2008. I was watching TNA in commentary before they yeah. ever did a... British and Blake. did a big run in the UK, yeah. yeah. And he, he was wrestling as a low-key, I think, one night. And I went to the second night. I think it was AJ Styles. And then we're working with him. And he's kicking me in the face. And I'm like, that, that was a moment for me. And then <laughs> literally a month and a bit later, there's another one of the people you just loved when you're younger. So. Yeah. It's just like, it's good, yeah. just like, yeah, he kicked me in the face. Fucking awesome. Uh, that, I put my photo. I was like, in 2008, I was buying a ticket to watch this guy wrestle. Yeah. Tonight, he was kicking me in the face. Like, life's mad. <laughs> nah, that's sick, man. That's sick. Um, Going to wrap up the football talk. Predictions for this weekend. Ed, I want you to tell me your favourite commentary player, if you can. Sometimes it's quite difficult for someone to name their favourite player. But gun to your head. Who is? All time. Favorite? All time yeah, or now? All time. Um, okay, all times, all time. Uh, to be fair, they're both easy ones. At the minute, is Big Vic Gyok because we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be where we are without Ben Wilson. Mate, you won't show up about him. <laughs> Super Ben Wilson is a very close second. Um, legendary goal scorer that he is. Um, now it's got to be, it's got to be Big Vic. Like mm. I think he's had thirty-one goal contributions all season. So like literally, we wouldn't be where we are. Mm. If you can keep up him, um, if you do go up and keep. Him in your squad, then you know. Well, wolves, wolves want him. If we don't go up, he's gone. And I, yeah. I don't, I, you know what? I won't be. I'll Family be sad to see him go. But I'll, I'll be happy for him to get yeah, that move. It's the same for Callum yeah. Wilson. You know, same for Wilson. Loved him, but I was happy for him to get that move. Um, of all time, uh, it's got to be Huckabee. Love Huckabee, man. He was they? magic. Yeah, absolute yeah. magic. I, the I just associate just... with Norwich more. Than anything, if I'll be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. He, mm. um, I have like a really vivid memory of him scoring a goal against United, where he, I think, he took on like three or two or three players, a bit like um, Michael Owen's goal against Argentina. Yeah. Um, just like took on half the team, skinned a couple of players, went and scored a beauty. I, I loved love Huckabee. Um, that was my my favorite era as a Cov fan by far. What about you, Ryan? Oh yeah, sorry, Chris. As well, uh, predictions. Oh, my predictions. Sorry. Uh, right. So, the first leg. What is second leg? We'll just do the first leg. First leg. Um, I'm gonna give it a very hopeful three-one to call. Better play away. Uh, I, 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 I think we're really gonna turn up. Sell out crowd behind the players. I think. Yeah. yeah oh no, you're home. Really really yeah, that's fine. First leg's at home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah first leg at home on Sunday at twelve. Two for Gyok, Uh One for Hamer. Akpom will score for them. Oh, yeah, you're probably giving me like the players as well. Like hey, um, that's what's gonna happen. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Brian, favorite player and your predictions for the first leg. 
Uh, favorite player is really hard because I try and think how much I liked someone when I was younger. Like, I'm more passionate about Colin Evan now, so it's hard not to mm. pick someone from this season. But I know when I was younger, there was nothing that was better than it wasn't on one player. It was a combination of Addy Bowler and Misford, little and big, because that's what yeah. got us to beat Man United at Old Trafford. Like, yeah. That, it yeah. was always, we, but the thing is, we couldn't play football back then. It was someone booting up from the back, Addy Bowler flicks it on, and Misford just runs, little mini Misford runs, and hopefully scores. And it beat United. So so if I was picking a combination of them, if I'm picking one player now, it would be Hamer. There's not much better. There's not much better than him. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, I mean, I am Mystic Mac on the fan cast. I'm probably the only person who said playoffs from the start. I'm going 2 0 Cov. I think we need, I wouldn't want to go to Middlesbrough just 1 0. No. So I'm going 2 0. No. no. And how far are you uh, in the box office in the queue? Right now, at the time of recording, <laughs> it looking good, mate. Four thousand ahead of me. What's going on? <laughs> fair nah. enough, fair enough. But now I'm glad today we got to discuss football, and uh, Chris, I think you did a great job as well. We're gonna go on to Geordie Shaw. Um, this is where Chris re- really shines. His reality TV. But I'll start <laughs> by talking about your time on the reality hit TV hit, uh, Geordie Shaw. If you're a Brit, you're gonna know, and you at least heard of it what the show's about. Um, but it was a British offshoot of the American show, Jersey Shore. Very popular there, popular here. I want to ask you, how did you end up getting on the show? Uh, DM. So it was a direct message. Uh, yeah. Didn't tell us it was... That you get into a rhythm where you've done reality TV shows before. I've done the IB for weekend. Uh, I almost done another one, but the person I was... It was a dating one. But yeah. you, you were going on it. Is it do you remember yeah. like, True Love, True Lies? Yeah, 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 it rings a bell. Yeah, so you're going on it and you're a fake couple and you've got a vote off the, the fake couples to you get and then one of them's going to be a real couple at the end and you've got to try and make it all the way. Anyway, um, got to the point where we were about to, uh, we did the photographs and everything for it and the person I was doing it with was my best friend at the time. She couldn't get a time off work. So met a load of casters during that sort of period, spoke to them. So it was DM, they wouldn't say it was Geordie Shaw, but I sort of worked out. It was line pictures, he DM me and yeah. then saw the people that were working on it. I'd seen them post before about doing Geordie Shaw. And like at the time, wasn't that interested? The concept totally changed over about three months. It went from being like an ultimate party show, was what I sort of got pitched to us. I heard it actually started as the season after they did a reunion. Mm-hmm. And I heard it was originally going to be us going in as like against the originals. It was going to be like who could hang from these people who work party jobs all around the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can hang with Geordie sort of thing? It was maybe a new concept. Apparently, a load of the originals didn't want to be in the house with new people. Fair enough. Uh, so then it got changed to just like Bonin. It's going to be the biggest party show. It's mm. going to be wild. All this it changes to everyone, doesn't he? He's, he's yeah, yeah. You had two. You had Nathan, who'd been in for a while. You had yeah. Abby. The only actual original, I think, was James. I think I might. He came later. Mm. It was a little bit. So it was good to see like James was cool for me because when I watched it, which was one of the only reasons I did it, like I feel like everything I do in my life now is stuff that I loved when I was 12. Yeah, and like George wasn't cool to me when I did it. I hadn't watched it for ten years, but when I was 12, 13, it was my favorite show. And every T-shirt James was wearing on Twitter yeah. or whatever. Was, was it buying. the power of the cool? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I had someone commented on my thing like, "You used to say that when you went and got a haircut." Like, and like then I was trained with him in the gym in the fucking George Show house. Like, that's cool to me. So. Yeah, so we, they knew the originals on it. It's a party show. Then while we're in isolation, it's COVID gets worse again. It's constantly oh, waiting to go in groups of six. Fucking hell. Yeah, it, now you're in groups of six when you go out, so they can't film everyone. So yeah. now it became, you're all at the house and you're all dating each other. So come in and basically tell you dating. I'm like, I'm dating yeah. someone back home. 
They were like, you better call her. Get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> they called me asking you who's your favourite and all this. And I was like, fuck, you know. Once you've done that time in isolation, there's another thing as well. Like, I just had a massive, I was severely ill on the show. I just had a blood infection and he died. I'd had three surgeries on my leg. Lied to him about how bad it was. Like, I was couldn't really walk. I was. Yeah. I came off crutches hours before getting to the taxi to go. And uh, that was another thing. I was there, like, well, if not, I'm sitting at home because I can't go and work or anything in the minute. Just de- like depressed about, uh, not depressed, but you know what I mean, like in a shit mood. I've just got yeah, really sick. Yeah, and yeah. Just like you can't and do then, like, mate, yeah. And then I'm knowing in the back of my head, oh, do you know, I could enjoy show. And to me, it's always one of the things. If I if I go on it, it might be shit, whatever. If I don't go on it, yeah, it'll be fucking class. That's how that's how life is. If you say no to an opportunity, yeah, it yeah, it could be it could be class. It so, could bite in the ass. That's the thing. Yeah. So I've done that time in isolation. I was like, fuck it, we'll, we'll go and do it. It's a dating show. Um, and yeah, it was, it, it, it's fun. It's, for what it was, it was fun. Mm. And I always think like, I'm glad now that I'm not known as anyone on Joy Show <laughs> because it was one season. It's probably the worst ever rated season they did. <laughs> but I always think in my head, like the amount of things that I started doing after it, I'm like, would I have got, I think I only still get the chance to do cool shit because I, I deliver. Yeah. But I don't think I would have got my foot in the door. And so even wrestling, like, I wouldn't have got a DM come down and watch the wrestling tonight if I hadn't been on Geordie Shaw. I know that. And then a year later, it's led to us being like a pretty big shit part of PEW. Mm. Same with other things. I'm not sure if Lorna even knew that with the BBC thing, but I'm pretty sure I got brought up when we were talking. She followed me on Instagram and next to me, she's like, oh, do you want to come on the podcast? So it, I think there's a lot of things my agent was able to get us to work after that. So I don't think Joyce got me anything specifically. I think me doing my own stuff, wow, yeah. got it. But it's it your foot in the door. So it's, it's very good to do. But it's a bit, it's very self and cringy. <laughs> you do have like a positive outcome for it. I mean, like, I know like it's not everyone's cup of tea. That's, that's just, that's a fact. Oh, yeah. I used to love it. Like, that's, that's what I know about James. I mean, I could just stop watching it for a bit. And I actually met him when he came down south here. And there's a photo, I, I'll send it. You can laugh and embarrassing. But I, I had a good time. But anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, what were some of the highlights for you? I mean, I want to talk about not just necessarily on the camera, but like behind the camera as well. Like, not necessarily I want some gossip because that's not the podcast. I will give you a gossip. So you can have everything. I, I, yeah. you know, I had to actually delete. <laughs> but like for you, I you look back, be like, that was awesome. That's fucking great. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to tell you boys. I mean, I've, I've had to, I've had, to, I've talked a lot about it on my old TikTok. I had to actually take it down because my, my, my TikToks were all getting put in newspapers. Like, yeah, they were running they, out they start easily. They will, they will rob anything you say about a reality TV yep. show and then they'll change what you said. I yep. said, basically, like, you had as many chances to pass the drug test as you wanted. That turned into we were doing drugs on the show. So I had to <laughs> message a journalist and being like, you're a fraud, mate. <laughs> yeah. You're a fraud. But um, so, like, there's, as I ended up having to close that through a uh, TikTok account. But I've spoken about a lot of the good things. But it's, one, getting in there, because you, you, you find that very little. That it, they've and the, the producers are trying to play psychological games. I'm like, mm. I'm not a kid, mate. You ain't gonna fool it. But like, as they're walking you around, they're almost telling you, trying to get you, like, oh, how would you react if a big yeah, muscle like man walked in? Is that, you, is that your competition against lads? And I was like, not a chance. <laughs> is that you're like, and they're like trying to see because then they're like, okay, well, we'll tell them, we'll tell the, the girl and the joy girls to go for both for and wind them up. So it's very, very set up. You would be, yeah. Conversations are set up. I think most people know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had TV, Geordie Shore House is here, and there's a house next door, which is just writers, it's people writing eyes, people planning what they want to happen in the next day in the ideal world. So, like, they they have it from, and then they'll they'll pull you aside for chats in the morning. But the reactions they the are. What what kind of reactions would you sort of say were real? I know you say like what's set up, 
but how much of the actual reactions and the drinking and sort of the aftermath of the story is well real. So the drinking is the drinking is you they you can drink when they want you to drink. Yeah. You can drink if they want drama. If they know because they know they know this episode hasn't been good so far. We have a two day block to get this one episode. Let's let them drink tonight because we're gonna and we're gonna throw in the lad to stir the pot. They they know yeah. that. So and you know it, but I realised it because I was like, oh, I haven't got a drinking ban tonight. I can actually drink. So stuff like that is very set up. The reactions to stuff, your reactions are heightened because you're on the show and you're investing it. But also, like, when there's a person about to do a walk-in and someone's been told to cue his walk-in with a certain thing they say it, and they say it wrong, and they're like, wait, 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 let's go back, redo that again for the camera. Oh. That's like when you're, like, you're forcing a reaction. But... In general, most things, most things are true. Like I said, you see an hour of 15, 16 odd people dating mm. and it's actually been 24 hours. So you, you see minutes of dates. So it's like the problem they have is Love Island will have the same amount of people, but they will have it on every night of the week. So after six weeks, you've built a connection or some people have built a connection to a certain couple. On ours, three episodes, you've probably seen that couple six minutes. 10 minutes max so there's no connection when that person bins off someone it, it doesn't matter so there were some reactions in there where that were real like when someone got with someone else you'd be like oh like you would think like oh, how could yeah, they do yeah, that yeah. when i think of it now like what you spent five minutes of it <laughs> but like in your head you're like well they've been together all day like and we've done everything because you, you just think and obviously i've probably i know for a fact geordie's got told to do certain things to stir the pot yeah big time so yeah i mean they've got to make the show as well so they've got to make it I gotta be able to put it out. I do think it could have been a million times better, but I wouldn't mind to fucking tell them how to write reality TV. They made a lot of money over the years, so I didn't realise they were this much like when it came to when it comes to like shit stirring, I didn't realise they were this much involved. Like oh, everything you guys on. Like I obviously we know kinda of how it works. Like it is fake, but the people are real. That makes sense. Mm. I didn't realise like, how but much what... it's like it's them going poking you, poking you, like poking the bear and just getting Oh yeah. I felt like they I don't know if it was the same for everyone else, but I obviously it was really sick. And I thought they were like trying to caffeine deprive me to try and bring out like a, a bad side of me. Because I'm in there. And like I said, I, was, I nearly died three weeks prior when I had them surgery. It took them hours to wait milk after surgeries. So yeah. I'm on it. I'm in my best mood possible. Like I'm fucking getting paid to go on a reality TV show. I'm having fun drinking, knowing it's going on mm. TV. Natural exposure. No you, can't, you can't get me mad. So like, they're trying to come up, oh, I wouldn't take that from me. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm just like walking up. Yeah. So I think, I was here yeah, at one point, I was like, they're trying to like bring out the animal in me. Like, they're not letting me have coffee and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, because they're saying, like, oh, you've done, because they monitor everything you do. And they like have caffeine limits, apparently, what they did with me anyway. I was like, losing it one day. I was like, someone's going to get me a monster. I was like, is this what they want from me? Do they want this aggression? <laughs> do they want me to start as someone? What are you being uh, so fucking nice for? <laughs> yeah, they probably expect because when I was probably doing my casting goals, I was probably giving it like, yeah, I'll kiss him and his mother and all this shit. Like, I was probably giving it loads. And then I get there, and I'm just happy to be alive. So I'm never probably thinking like this kid's not delivered. <laughs> oh mate, the spiky drink, fuck it. No, that's 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 fair. That's fair. It's what the ins mm. and outs of reality TV. So if anyone is looking to go into it, I personally couldn't do it because I'd just make them. I'd probably be like what they want, but then I end up regretting it. I'd be like the biggest tosser in the world, and I'd be like, yeah, this is fun at the time, and then like six months later, should have done that, should have said that. Hello there. I've got a special announcement from your favourite tag team. Hi, I'm Hotshot Hunter Knot. Hello, I am Rosario Grillo. And we are your favorite tag team, TSF. And you are watching... What do you call it? 
podcast. podcast. Yeah, I heard. So one thing I was wondering is like, um, obviously you're from Cov, you were in Geordie Shore. Like one of our best mates is a Geordie, and they're they're pretty full on. So like, what was it? What was it like being on, by the way, like thrown in the middle? <laughs> it's a compliment. He'll love that he's just been mentioned. Hi Ross, you're right, Geordie Flair. Um, what's it like being like chucked in in the middle of a group of of Geordies, basically like so intense and so much energy, and you know they're a bit mad. Let's be honest. Like, what's it like? trying to fit into that? I think they were the tamer ones, personally. Not as in, like, we were wild eyed because oh, they were more uncomfortable than us. They knew more what they were getting put into, but at the same time, it's people who are very well known who are getting put in a situation where they've got to date people they, they've never met. It's it's uncomfortable anyway. Mm. Like, there's, there's no one that I could have a better date with on camera than you could if you weren't talking to... Like, if you just talk on a normal date with them, Everything's going to be slightly more awkward. People that you're thinking, oh, what are the airing of this? And then you, it's like, it's like people who think that they're so important that everyone thinks about them. Like, the stuff you think they might air is the most irrelevant stuff that producers are like, they would never air it. So I think, if anything, the Geordies were more uncomfortable with the situation than us. In the end, they said they're glad they did it. They might have just had to say that. But, um, but surprised I don't think anyone really surprised. Huh? I'm really surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, I just think they, they probably didn't like being told, oh, you're dating someone. Like, let's say, I don't know how they, they found that. We found that yeah. very late with dating people. But it's like, for them, it's like, if you say no to doing it, well, that's their, that is like their full-time income, a lot of them. So they yeah. probably have jobs on the side and stuff like that when they're not there. But the And all the stuff they do on Instagram relies on them still being relevant. So for them, they're put in a situation where they've got to date people and they might even be talking to someone outside. It was, they were definitely uncomfortable with it. But, like, in the end, it, it felt good. Like, we got on with them. I almost think, like, there still was a, there was people who got on better with George, people who didn't. I liked a few of them. There was a few that I always sort of knew I'd get on with because we just were into the same stuff. I'd met them in RB for years ago and stuff. So, mm. there's people I knew I'd get on more with. I have a bit of a connection with me there because she's diabetic as well. Mm. So, yeah, it was... I think, yeah, in... In an ideal world, they probably would rather than just them. But, like I said, for us, it was cool, wasn't it? Now that's that's cool, man. I mean, I went Newcastle over the year, and I was basically expecting Geordie Shaw, you know, like gonna get more tour and you know many expressions as they say on the show. Nothing like the show though. Nothing like the show. Um, mm-hmm. I just found them to be very loud and a bit, bit crazy, but nothing like as you see in the show. Everyone's just, but yeah, and they, they obviously they obviously get told like I'm sure if it was just Geordies. You've got like I know basically that it was the easiest season they've ever filmed because there's so many people in that house that you were doing. An episode is two days. The yeah. normal season for them, an episode would be done over a whole week. So, like at one point in that week, if they're getting pissed every night, they're going to be wild. Like you only see their very best and their very worst moments, and that's yeah. like something like that. Like it, it's good. I think I have like a knowledge on reality TV now that it's like if I did one, I'd know exactly what to do. I'd know exactly what to say yeah. to you to get You'd the most out of time. From doing it, like, and it's it's a shame because like last year I I basically had signed a contract where I'd do all these um, dry runs for reality TV, which is basically before they do a new show, they've got to do a pilot slash dry run mm-hmm. to, to test out surprises, to test out, is the show any good, show the network. I did, you know, the Traitors on BBC, BBC One, it was pretty big last year. Yeah. did the Traitors, yeah. it was the craziest thing I'd ever done. Like, blue, blue fucking thingy out of the water. 
And it's the first time I've went on reality TV and was like, because it wasn't on TV, it's a pilot. First time I went on, I was like, I'm going to be the biggest dick you've ever seen. Because I was just trying <laughs> to get fun, get paid for this, yeah, have, have a laugh of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, as soon as we, as soon as we, I went on there, they were like, are you sure you can be a traitor because you're quite likable? And I was like, that's what makes it even easier. So I did it, uh, I smashed it. And like, as soon as we got off, I was like, because one of the, the agreements with you do the drama you can't go on the show because you've already seen what happens on the show yeah. so you can't be a contestant it'll be like when they've got surprised and stuff like that and I remember them coming into me after and being like how was that like they were bigging me up like you literally said what you're going to do you did it the whole time no one guessed you like the traitor and I was like I wish I, I could do that now because I, I want to go on reality TV again I want to be a dick because it was so much fun <laughs> I don't like translate that made you probably like want to transition into wrestling like being a dick on TV um, obviously, like, playing up to the camera and playing up to the audience, where you do that in wrestling, get that reaction as well, and then the more they hate you, like the more attention you get. I've always been. I'm a. I'm a bit of a sicker. I've always been obsessed with. I saw movies. I never liked Marvel as a kid. Didn't like DC or superheroes. Hate them. I've always been obsessed with the bad guys. Yeah, obsessed. And like to me, like Saw is the best franchise ever because it, the star is the bad guy. And even in wrestling, like, John Cena was the guy who got me into it. But I love, like, JBL, King Booker, and, like, people who have no redeeming qualities. Um, so, like, I, it was when I got into wrestling. I was, one of the requirements of me doing stuff, I did say, I was like, oh, let me be a bad guy. And I, I, I mean, Lawrence, who runs BW, didn't know. My first show, he's telling me, hey, down the middle, you're just out there doing a talk show segment, you're going to get slapped by one of the girls. Play it down the middle, we'll see how the crowd responds to you. Yeah. I'm going out there within seconds. They're booing. They're like, who are you? Who are you? And you <laughs> told me to play it down the middle. In a split second, I went from, oh, yeah, I'll play it down the middle. I was like, who am I? I'm more relevant than all of you. And everyone's booing. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm a bad guy. Booking your toes, man. I love it. I actually want to yeah. backtrack on the wrestling. Um, I actually want to know, like, when did you become a fan of wrestling, by the way, uh, to begin with? First match I'm watching... My cousin was into it way before me. He put on Royal Rumble 2007. I think seeing like that many big guys, Kane, Undertaker, mm. Batista, Big Show in the ring, and like Shawn Michaels, I think Undertaker, Taker won it. And then after that, this was back in DVD days. I'm buying all the DVDs from six months ago because they take ages to get yeah, to the UK and whatever. Vision. Yeah. I just got into it from there and I've massive fan until like started going to tier started being big into tier next tier was on bravo i think at that time mm. and challenged not long after big into both of them started going to a few of the shows and stuff whenever it was in the uk mum would get tickets to wwe and then i think i, I sort of fell off 2050s i would always even when i was abroad working as nightclub player i would always watch like I, I, the raw highlights when i started doing them on youtube that's sweet for me i just i'd watch that i'd keep up with it i'd watch the big shows that's that's literally what i came up to like now by the way when i came back yeah just and then, time, yeah i literally I basically <laughs> got back and i'm there like do you know what i think i just was i'm in the uk again started watching it a bit more seriously and then said so just the lawrence thing just it popped up out of nowhere which is crazy because mm. if i look at like teenage me I had like three like like dream things. Like I was a reality TV person, which if you saw a teenage me, very fat, four for eight. <laughs> it just wasn't happening. But I, I wanted to be reality TV because I love Jersey Shore, Jordan Shore, all that. Wanted to do um one this time it's different because I didn't understand all the different levels of technology I've 
be about today, journalism. But I wanted to do a sports broadcasting. I wanted to essentially be on Gillette Soccer Saturday. So the fact we're doing some sort of reporting on football, which I think will only be more of a focus going forward. Mm. And I want to be a wrestler. So like they they were like my three sort of things. And it's like, I've slowly just made it like, oh, I can fit that in there. And they've all sort of just popped up. No, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I want to actually continue the wrestling talk. Um, I think because of predominantly it's a wrestling podcast as well. But I want to ask, how did you get paired up with Lance Rivera? Like, I think mean, I actually don't. I think it works, but I want to know, like, how did it get arranged first oh, before you two yeah. actually met each other? Uh, I don't know. I'm always there. Like, was Lawrence? Is, is he this mastermind? He's planned this because it's worked out really well. But yeah. I said we spoke on Instagram. He said about coming down to wrestling show. I'd followed the page. Um, so about coming down, he's like, come down have a few drinks see if you like it. I just thought I meant like post about the show down there, which I was like, sweet, I think a video. Um, and then fucking watch the wrestling. And one thing I'm actually proud of PW in general for was I remember getting to that show, so few kids. And now you go to the shows and it is, and that's, they're the reason I like doing it. Getting so easy to get a reaction out of. Yeah. I still love like, even though I'm bad guy on the show, I'm probably the biggest fan favorite after I'll get photos of all of them. I'll talk to all of them. I'll laugh with all of them. And then, like went to the show i'm having drinks stuff get pretty drunk he comes up to me says oh i'm gonna put you on commentary for the next match and i was like what because I, I to me like yeah i might know a move but i don't know any of these wrestlers don't know yeah, their names. Yeah, yeah. i'm breaking it i sit down and i was like to, i'm turned to dave and i say who who's wrestling and he said i said the way i knew it was bad guys bad guy commentators absolutely ass lick the bad guys so i was like who are the two bad guys names and he said, so, oh, I feel really bad, I've got the other one. But one was Antifera. And I was like, I need to bundle it one of them. But the problem is, his second name. Like, I'm a saying right, Rivera, Rivera. I, I struggled with that when I had him on the podcast. I was like, Rivera. <laughs> yeah. So my, thing was, my thing was, I'm going to go for the other guy. The other guy did his entrance. Yeah, I'm already talking about what an athlete, what this. Lance, when he walks out, comes up and saves me. And I was like, Joe, you know I look like I'd be, I'd, we look like we'd be mates. We are mates yeah. now. Like, we look like we'd be mates. I was like, Joe, you know I'm just going to say Lance. Big him up all match. And then after, he asked us what I thought. He asked us my opinion on the, who was the stars. And I remember the, like, who was really good. I remember the three that I said for him Lance Rivera, Harley Hudson, Ali Taylor. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying I'm like Paul Heyman at spotting stars, but they're all doing pretty well for themselves now. Like, yeah, they're passionate. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was like time who you want to work with or what, but then next show, we do a talk show segment and the show after it's like, you're going to be paired with Lance. And then we just sort of got going. And I think the story's getting really good now because I'm, I'm not sure if you've watched the latest show. It's not on YouTube yet, <laughs> but now there's people sort of who've been buying South Chocolate Thunder this whole time. They've been really good friends. Chocolate Thunder has been on my side as well. He's doing yeah. great stuff. Come back to Babyface now, making his return. Turns around to Lance and say, oh, I knew you'd make it this far, but you didn't need him. And then there's obviously people, everyone knows Lance's stab, did he? And then the way I look at it is, for, from a heels perspective, Lance was 0-3 in PW, and then we get together and eight months later, he's the world champ. Yeah. So I think there's there's a lot of good stories we can play off, and I think we've got some good stuff lined up going forward. Do you see yourself getting inside the ring and how oh, it match? Well. 100%. My biggest thing is I'm so critical at everything I do. Like, I think yeah. I'm terrible, but I'm also the cockiest person ever. So I will talk that like, I'm the best at anything. And like when there's something that is 
to me, I'm the best at podcasts. I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. I'm a salesman. I could do this, that. Yeah. I, with wrestling, I, there's so many things I want to be perfect at. So I'm in good shape now for the first time since I was quite ill two years ago. Mm-hmm. Training very well. But I also I also know the shape that I was in, in before the illness. I, I'm a body guy. But at that point, I couldn't run up the stairs. <laughs> I had no cardio. I was too big for one, but I was 210 pounds, like five foot nine. Like, but I'm there. Like, so I want to be a body guy, but I want to be able to go in the ring. I feel like I've finally developed a good character. I'm really glad that I didn't rush it. Let me just say that. Like, hmm. if I had been like the day one, so I go in wrestling school, and after six months, they throw us in the ring, that would have been November. And I feel like in November, people wouldn't have gave it. Whereas now, I feel like when I do go in the ring, I do feel yeah, like they are aware of who you are now and your relationship yeah. with Lance and the fact that they don't like you because of what you've been saying and how you've been acting mm-hmm. it's just going to add more attraction to when you do wrestle they're going to want to boo you they want to see especially the kids want to see you Ryan get your ass kicked oh 100% can I just quickly <laughs> get the ticket can I just quickly get a ticket yeah yeah go for it mate go for just... it. yeah two <laughs> We made it. <laughs> Can't say no. Can't say no. No, no, I'm no. Seen. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to uh, keep recording. Uh, I've, had, we... I've had five missed calls and a voicemail off my dad, which means he's probably got me a ticket. Do you want to find out as well? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. So, uh, I'll give him a call after. The Coventry fans, uh, I think they're going to be happy. So uh, Ryan and Christopher will be May. Well, I think we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> May be going to the game. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, pay, I'm paying attention to Roy. I'm just like, <laughs> It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm glad that um, we get a chance uh, that I haven't rushed trying to wrestle because uh, I want to be actually, like, I, I want it to be a big match from the show. Like, I'm not going to yeah. lie, I'm not going to do it if it's an opening match. That ain't happening. <laughs> like, I'm just, because I hold myself to a certain standard, I want it to be very good. Because uh, so at the same time, as kind of class in the celebrity area, wouldn't you? As opposed to, you know, a normal roster uh, member. Or do you want to just be yeah, not... a wrestler? I like the fact that I'm not known for Geordie Shaw now. For yeah. ages, I'd go out, and it was the same, like, PW, be like, Geordie Shaw's right? I, I hate that, because <laughs> I'm not like Geordie Shaw. Yeah, I yeah. did the one season. But I guess, obviously, at the start, whereas now it's just Ryan Taylor's crew, which is cool, Team Taylor. And then just in general life as well, going, I think after Fingy, I always had it in my head like, oh, you're going to be out losing who's 30 and remembered for, got on nights out and then, oh, you were not Jordan Shaw five years ago. Whereas now I don't get anyone asking me on a night out about Jordan Shaw. It's all about um, t- like TikTok and fucking. Uh, yeah, I, I want to go into your Finally, finally we've brushed off. Jordan Shaw brush, but yeah, I I do want to be I do want my first match to be a big match. I probably will never wrestle for multiple promotions because weekends is mainly football based. I'm picking up more football work with uh, another company to do with Cov stuff, which is cool. Um, for next season, so next season's gonna be hectic. So just fitting PW is hard enough, Mm. but. I want to definitely wrestle a select few matches. There's a few people I would love to wrestle. I was going to say, who would you want to be in the ring with? Like you know, you're going to be in good hands with. And you can't say Lance. Um, number one. <laughs> well, that's number one. Um, I know he's not. I know he's actually retired, but I feel like I have a great storyline with Lawrence. <laughs> Me trying to take over his company, something like that. Um, I also think if I'm just talking actual wrestlers, I'm not going to be stupid enough. It was cool enough to do stuff with like Jack Starr, Jack Southstrom, when he was in PW. He gave me an elbow that 
looks like he took off my face and he didn't touch me. And I was like, there's levels to this game. Mm. <laughs> there's levels to this game. <laughs> but I, I, it would be more people who I think are characters because I love characters. I, I am a character. So it's like Jason Joshua would be cool. Chocolate Thunder would be cool. Chocolate, um, I think Chocolate Tea would be great, match. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely more. A lot of it is like... A lot of his, even like Joe, Joe Scott would be good. He'd be in my group as well. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm turning on my group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically like the very clean cut baby faces that I could just lay into perfect is why me and Dave got on so well as commentary, uh, the other commentator, because yeah, we're it? so opposite. Yeah. And I think he's so talented and like, I have mm. mass respect for him. Not on the show, but yeah. And then he's so good at just rinsing me. He'll be like, I'll, I'll be saying about how the referee should be unemployed because he's counting so slow and that like, he's counting so much. And he's like, but well, you're an influencer, so you're unemployed. <laughs> and he just, he's so quick-witted. He makes me better. We have such good chemistry together. Yeah. And he just, I before every show I go, we've got stuff to rinse me on. He's like, pages of it, mate, pages. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're building a little something there yeah. as well. So if there was anything like Dave had a guy who was on his face. Um, but yeah, I like the... Like colorful uh, baby face that I could just absolutely lay into because in my head I love being the heel, I love being the bad guy. The only thing that I ruin it with is I love kids, and they're the only reason I do it. And like after the shows, I go from being the nastiest person to being like, Everyone come in, group. yeah, get photos with them and stuff. Yeah, I'll sign up for you, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I try to be everyone's best friend and everything like that. And it's just like, uh, but again, like I said, if it was all adults, I wouldn't have, st- like, if the crowd was the same as it was on my first show, I don't think I would have kept, kept doing it. I probably would have got over it by now. It's the fact that I can go out there and just say something to a kid and like, the mum will lose her mind, he'll lose her mind, or the kids are booing me. So I'm talking to the day. And it's all part yeah. of like, yeah, entertainment, like sports-based. Yeah, and they, they they do get it because they all message me. Yeah. On Instagram. <laughs> I was saying, I wish they liked us. I think it's when the adults there's don't one... get it, it's when you're worried. Yeah, <laughs> there's one kid that I know he, he like really likes it, so I use him every time I do an entrance. I walk up to him, start tapping his hands, like, hey, and I'll smash him away. And so, and bless his heart, he comes up to me after every show and just like hugs my leg. He's like, I love you. Oh. <laughs> and that melts my heart. But yeah, I um, so yeah, I, I, as long as uh, it's fun, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stay in it as long as possible. No, I like it, man. It just seems like you're enjoying it. Sounds like you're having a good time. Uh, I mean, the ultimate goal for you is to have that match, but to be ready and not just thrown into it last minute. And I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that as well. I'm sure it'll be coming sooner rather than later. I'll give you. I'll give you. A, I'll give you my timeline. Mm-hmm. Is either very late this year or early next year. Fair enough. We'll Main event as well. Main event only. <laughs> might, might be Lance at the end of it, but if, you know, you know, yeah. things can change. Um, Quickly, I should go back. Could he you turn mate? on him and roll him up for the for the title? <sighs> mate, I, I, I'd clap that fucking little Man United fan. I love that he actually got like abused on Twitter as well for being a sex pest in that tweet. Oh, fucking oh. brilliant! I was. I, was I think I showed. I think I showed you. Yeah, yeah, you did. It's just the ironic, he's in between two guys who you could probably tell, like, he was saying it was their first away game. I was speaking to him about it. It was yeah. the first time they were away to the United game. They were buzzing, and they go on Twitter and see that someone that was on lunch. You were just in the awkward position of being in the middle of them, so they thought you were all mates. You didn't even know them. And, like, 
they got absolutely rinsed. But Lance loves it. Lance is trying to sell t-shirts off. Let's run with He's it, man. Salesman. I'll happily give him, I'll applaud him for that. He <laughs> ran with it. And I'm surprised he's not got merch, but it's really hard to merchandise that, especially at family shows. Yeah, 12 one is it? Yeah, yeah. Eight mm. by 10, six best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mother of four, she's happy with that one. But Lance, if you do it, I'll applaud you for that one. Um, TikTok. My favourite thing oh, that? We, we stand up on it. My favourite thing is like, no, we no, stand at the end of the show and like, at the end of the show, I will. I will quickly. Like I, I'm. I have a bad thing for drinking. Still, I'm not. I'm not over my past of being a party person. So, like, as soon as the show finishes, I'll start downing champagne, downing wine, cheersing with him. Like, we've actually like done something mad. Like, we're doing it, and then the women all come. We're like, you look great in a t-shirt. We're like, I look like the most sleek, like sleazy car salesman trying to sell his merch to all the old women. <laughs> so, if someone does meet you at a show. You could, you may or may not be intoxicated. You and Lance. Oh, every time, like if you, it's like the fan caster. If you expect me to be intoxicated, and if I'm not, you've like, let yourself. Yeah. I've exceeded expectations. So people are getting their hopes up. Then fair enough, fair enough. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. <laughs> Hello, this is Speedball Mike Bailey, and I'll be appearing on the What Do You Call It podcast. Yeah, heard, and that's my poor attempt at mixed martial arts again. Thank you. Yes, TikTok. Uh, someone said beginning um, diabetes awareness, and obviously I know you had an eventful day today, but won't necessarily harp on that. <laughs> but I want to talk about. Oh no, we can. I, I actually like. No, I, no, I, no, it, man. Yeah, no. The thing with me, basically, I I started TikTok just as a thing of, do you know what? Again, it's me being a dick. It was me yeah. being like, there's so I've had for years. There's this thing stigma of diabetes, like. I see the people who coach diabetes and stuff and like they will put you on the most boring lifestyle ever. And and my agent was saying to me for ages, she's like, make stuff about diabetes. And I was like, why? Like, and I felt like I was like, what do I get out of it? And she's there like, because everyone else who does it, and I felt like I wasn't, I knew I was educated enough on it, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was good enough at it. And she was like, well, if you just got tightened up your, you, how much your routine is, I like, got your blood sugars better. She was like, you're more entertaining than the other people who do it. And she was like, you also live a far more fun lifestyle for the younger people. And as soon as mm. you twist it to like young people, I remember when I was a teenager, I didn't have anyone on TikTok to look at and be like, oh, I'll learn from him or wow, you can follow that lifestyle. Like to me, I had a terrible diabetes because I was like, I'm not doing the things they tell me. Like I'm not going on zero carb diet year round just to have good blood sugar. So like, soon as you that, like we just started making content and like in the first I think I got a thing from TikTok the other day saying the first three months we had over 20, 20 million views. So it, it kind of started quite well. And it's like, honestly, like 20, 30 messages every day wake up to just like, I have nice stuff or advice or questions. It's that, mm. it's that thing that's kept me, it's made me better because I'm there, like, I can't be given advice and have terrible stuff for me. So when I know, like, when people say, I say, oh, can we see like a day blood sugars? I was like, I better get. I bet you I'm a good day. So, like, because of that, I've got so much healthier in the last three, four months. Is why I feel like I'm in such a good routine with it. I did a thing guest last night, talked about something that is quite serious. And my thing is, you probably noticed in this interview, I'll jump from this thing to that. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So, talked about. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I talked about something called DKA, which is when your body's high blood sugar for so long that you essentially, uh, you can go into kidney failure from it, you can die from it. If you inject insulin to bring your blood sugar down, your potassium can go so high that you have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. I was talking about DK at the start of the video, but the sticker is a question from someone else referring to DK. 
I then start talking about just high blood sugar in general and saying how, oh, you know what, for years I didn't even know what it was. And I'm glad I didn't know what it was because I just always focused on injectments and bringing our blood sugar down. Well, to other people, they read that as you can just, what, you think DK is solved just by injecting insulin and they start going to all the things you can go wrong with yeah, yeah. that if you insulin. So I got called out and obviously I'm wearing a Diabetes UK t-shirt because they gave me a load of them for the work I've done with them. And so Diabetes UK got dragged into it. There's a lot of drama and then like, I'm a hothead. Like, I can sit there and I woke up this morning at all point, like, you know what? I'm going to be a bad guy. I'm going to be a heel on Twitter. I, I think with this, it wouldn't necessarily work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. And Joe is, but, but part of me in my head was like, but then I'm like, do you know what? It's just, and I think someone said to me, it's like, someone could have lost a family member because of DK and you're there. And even though you weren't saying that, they can read that as he's saying it's as simple as taking an injection and almost shaming them like you could have got out of it. When I read it like that, and I was like, if you lost the family to it. So I do a bit of apology and stuff. And it's like, in general, sometimes I feel like I almost go too hard on what I, I think about stuff. Yeah. And it's that, it's like, not you saying it to the audience. It's what you, you've gone through. It's your it's opinion. opinion. That's it. Yeah. And, and, I, and that, that you do on TikTok, they don't want to like, see the other good stuff. They just want to focus on the negative. I'm not like saying the people oh, that are yeah. bad or what you've said is a bad thing. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is they choose to ignore everything else that you've done that's good, the oh, yeah. diabetes, and just focus and on social one... media, isn't it? Yeah, that, it, it pretty much is. And take this yeah. one thing that you've said out of context, not allowing you to sort of, you know, respond, and then you had to do your own video. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think that's one thing I just get the thing is... fed up with on social media. Social media is awful for it. I feel like I've become, if this was a few years ago, I would have lost my head saying this was stupid. I've become almost callous, like I'm bulletproof when it comes to bad feedback. For a year, so we went on RV for weekend there and there was no bad social media post about us. I think you had to scramble. We were searching Twitter. We almost wanted to see someone say something about us. Yeah, we were looking yeah. at it. It was a great episode. Couldn't say anything wrong with it. It was like, I remember like doing like Geordie Shaw. There wasn't much bad stuff said about me because I wasn't, really out there enough to have caused too much drama from that I remember being out sweet by it and then last year I started doing my other TikTok and I did a load of podcasts last year about relationships and stuff and they edit clips very well I remember there's a clip I go out about me where it was like it made it look like I was saying girls want to be lied to girls want to be cheated yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. not said different clips anyway fucking went for a viral comments are just me getting rinsed by the fucking girls and then uh, made my own thing where I was talking about the behind the scenes of a reality TV, told them everything about it. The only reason I stopped that was I didn't mind the bad comments because it's a laugh to me, but the newspapers, when they started posting it, because if you type my name, you could find start getting articles removed. So with that, like all them bad comments I got from all that stuff, it sort of co cast me to it about anything else. So you can't hurt my feelings by myself. It's more like with this, it was like, People for so long have always said to me, you're so knowledgeable on the subject, you're crazy because of your age. Mm. Crazy that you managed to do so many different things while having type 1 diabetes that people think you wouldn't be able to do. And the immediate thing today was when they saw a, a little clip of me saying something was, he's yeah. a bad influence on children and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. at the end of the day, you, you can't be offense on it. I got a lot of messages saying like, don't bother by it, it's just other people. And yeah. it, at the end of the day, video wasn't my best video. It's fucking, yeah. it was. Well, I respect the fact that you actually did respond. I, didn't I don't think you necessarily had to, but I think wearing the t-shirt didn't really help. I, I'm not saying it's like, you, that's what you intended to say, but I can, yeah, see, I can see both sides. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's what, that was the first thing, because I don't be UK when I play quite fun. I always feel with most things I do, I 
I give more than I take. Yeah. Derby UK, I've promoted them way more than they've done for me. No, yeah. no offence to them. Same with the fan cast. I feel Lawrence an amazing thing to me and on the fan cast, but I'll, I'll edit the most clips about it. I'll post about it the most. With PW, from the start, like everyone will post their match. I'll make video highlights yeah. of it. I'll do. I'll go above and beyond to promote everyone else. So I never feel like I'm the taker. Yeah. So with it, having diabetes, you knew that when they were on the phone to us and the way they addressed it, they addressed it right. They were like, we're not saying take off the t-shirt and stuff like that, but we'd rather this be able to take that. And when I, at the end of the day, when I started making my response video just now, I remember sitting there and being like, you know, I'm glad that video came down because everything else on my page, I'm like, it's a perfect representation of what I would want to show 12-year-old me. Like, when you're older, you can do all that stuff with diabetes. You're still going to have a good body. You're still going to be healthy. You're not going to have any diabetes side effects when loads of people are going to have them at your age. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have got to travel the world. You're going to have got to go on reality TV, do athletes, sort of that stuff in wrestling. Everything you want to do, you've got to do. Yeah. And that one thing was... You say if you do that too many times, you can ruin yourself. But one bad piece of content when we're in it, we're still going to be, we're still going to be on TikTok. <laughs> I respect it, man. I do not let the fetch you. Headstrong. You're looking forward, still mm. positive, knowing that they're, they're still going to do it. it. It's probably going to happen again, unfortunately. Oh, but, you know, yeah. But you've been through this already. It's nothing new to you, and I respect that. Um, I'm going to wrap up the interview. But I want to thank you for coming on, uh, being open as well. Just I think it's been like a bit of a mix, like Brad could laugh, you know, been serious talk, and you know, it's just been a good chat. And I you know, have Chris as well as co-host for him to talk about commentary as well. I know that means a lot to him as well. Um, like he said in the chat, you know, he doesn't really get to talk about it a lot sometimes. So to, <laughs> yeah. to you about it, you know, another commentary fan. You're both I can tell you both. Passionate. I'm like, oh, did you see what Big Vic did this week? And everyone's like, who the fuck's Big Vic? <laughs> They'll know about him. I know exactly. Years. They will know about him in a couple of years. <laughs> uh, I know talking about not so not NXT. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, but that's like everyone's like. Anyway, let's talk about NXT. That's what I meant. <laughs> let's talk about SmackDown. Like, oh, oh, wait, Arsenal, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coventry, Ben Wilson. Who the fuck's that? Ben. <laughs> but no, that's it's all good. It's all good. Now it's been a good chat, boys. I was genuinely it's enjoyed. Been fun. Um, but no, oh, Chris, is there anything you want to share promote? As we are now finishing this interview. Uh, just, just these games, just the, the stuff that I'm doing on YouTube now, um, nothing, nothing special. I just upload the shit that I, I enjoy doing. You yeah. Know? Still missing people, the fucking coins, people, as Gary says. <laughs> people, people who are, who are getting arguments with on, on Twitter about wrestling and stuff are like, oh, what do you know? You get 50 views on YouTube. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I upload stuff onto YouTube because I just enjoy doing it. Like, it's yeah. a hobby. Like, it's not my job. Like, grow up. If yeah. that's, if that's no, the best you've there. got. One thing I'll add to that is everyone started on 50 views. And it's like, TikTok's the only platform that will push you at the start, which is why it's the smartest platform for getting people to stay. Every other platform, you have to earn views. You have to Mm. post consistently for a long period of time. Every single, like, the beat, uh, what is it? Thingy Beast, whatever, Mr. Beast. He said there was years where he got 300 views a video. Like, now, you know, so... The people who say that are too scared to start channels or they haven't got anything they're passionate enough to talk about. Yeah. And they want to just bring other yeah. people down. But I say fuck them people. I can relate as well. Uh, I actually had to get a second channel. Um, long story about the other channel, but I've come back, I've bounced back strong, and I like to mix up as well, not just to be just wrestling talk. Not against it. I love wrestling. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. how we became more familiar with you, you with Lance as well. And it was just good chat as well about football. And Chris did convince me about Arsenal, which is great. So I'm going to end this interview it's before he gets didn't to get the a chance, did he? Didn't <laughs> get a chance to talk about Arsenal. Fuck you. Go on, <laughs> say what you say. All right, quickly, quickly. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Um, Go just on. the... 
Uh, I, I find it very rich of you to to rip Mike, um, our friend Mike, who's a Tottenham fan, for yeah. being bottlers when you supposedly won the league back in November, um, and now City. Uh, That's parade was out already. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Fuck off. And they're probably going to well. win the Champions League as well, and you had no pressure. You had no pressure at I mean, Arsenal. No, we're just talking like, about yeah, Champions League. And we are guaranteed to finish second. Oh, well, then that's what it was all about. It was always about getting the Champions League. We were never expected to win the Premier League anyway. Go back. At the beginning of the season, people were like, oh, Arteta's not going to do it. We'll better get top four. We'll be lucky if we get European football. And look look where we are now. Fair enough, we did bottle lead. That's a fact. Can't deny it. And I'm still happy with what we've achieved this season. The players are Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Trossard coming in uh, middle of the season. Xhaka himself being one of the best players in the league. Um, yeah, that's all good. That's all good. But yeah, enough said that. But I'm happy you got your piece in, Chris. So, okay. yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Ryan, anything you want to say? If you want to promote opportunities, yours. We are now at the end of the uh, office. Uh, uh, socials: I think Twitter and Instagram are just Brian CB Taylor. TikTok: the diabetic one is Ryan T1D. And then come to PW because. Me and Lance taking over the whole show. Well, we already have actually. So fair enough, fair enough. And you'll be partying all day, which I'm happy to hear. But now, good to have you on, boys. If everyone can like this video, subscribe to the channel, and share this video and all my content, that'd be much appreciated. Because you never know who I'm going to bring on this podcast. If you can follow me on my social media handles in the description below, that'd be awesome. And you'll find out who I've got next. But for now, everyone, actually, now quickly, I want to wish you both. Good luck for this weekend in the playoff semi-finals. <laughs> I'm being serious. Thank you. I'm going to be serious. Luck is for losers. There you go, then. Luck's for losers, then. Well, fuck country, then. And come on with us, bro. No, I'm joking. Um, but you've got... Ryan's got his ticket. Chris, I think when you get the phone call from your dad, you'll find... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got one. So, good luck, people. Everyone, have a great weekend and take care.